Oh yeah. What up? Welcome to the Cypher Podcast. My name is Mikey Ribes and I'm your host. Want to thank everybody so much for tuning in and pressing play. This is episode three. Excited to have you guys with me. Got a great episode for you today. Some good current events. Hold on one sec. Had to get that word in from our sponsors. Listen, one of the most iconic music duos of all time broke up this week. They released a video about it. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then I also want to talk about our main topic today, which is rap beef. I want to completely dissect the Jeezy versus Gucci main beef because I think that this one, not only is it one of the most famous ones, and that's not an opinion, that's just a fact, but also I think it's one of the most all-encompassing rap beefs of all time. I'll get into what that means a little bit later and what I mean when I say that. And at the end, I really want to tell you guys why I think this one was so important and critical for the culture of hip-hop and how I think it kind of changed the course of rap beefs to come. So I'm excited to get into it. Let's start with current events. Number one, you guys probably heard about this. Maybe you didn't. Daft Punk announced on Monday that they are splitting up after 28 years of making music together. They met in Paris in 1993. They helped completely redefine the French style of house music. They've become one of the most influential music duos of all time. They are one of the most streamed artists ever in the history of music. And they've been sampled across so many genres, too many to list. And they've worked on original music across almost as many genres, including hip-hop. Working with you know artists like Kanye West and The Weeknd, which is more R&B, and there's a lot of others as well. Um, they're one of the first groups to wear masks and hide their faces and make that a defining part of their brand. So they were pioneers in terms of brand image in the music industry. And it's obvious that Daft Punk's legacy and impact not only on music, but also in kind of the branding world will live on for probably a very, very, very long time to come. They put out a video on their YouTube channel called The Epilogue on Monday, um, February 22nd, which is a couple days ago now. This is Wednesday today. So it's basically Daft Punk's farewell video. And in true Daft Punk form, it is a video of few words, but I recommend watching it because it's still got a lot to say. Well... That's a sad one. I love Daft Punk. I'm a big Daft Punk fan. I think that they've not only done a lot for music, but they've just done a lot for people. And they really became international pretty early on, and they've had some of the biggest hits of all time. So in the Instagram comments, tell me what your favorite Daft Punk song is, and tell me what Daft Punk song you listened to this week. I really want to know. Second for current events, Spotify is going to be offering a hi-fi audio streaming option now as a way to stream songs in high definition. They put out a video with Billie Eilish and Phineas, who's Billie Eilish's brother and producer, where they were basically talking about the importance of good sound quality and, you know, high-definition audio and the importance of good speakers. And it was kind of an interview format, but you never saw the interviewer, so it sounded a lot like a conversation just between Billie and her, her brother. Um... But basically, at the end of the video, we learned that later this year, Spotify is launching Hi-Fi lossless audio, which basically means that none of the quality of the audio file is sacrificed for the convenience of being able to stream it on demand, no buffer, wherever you are, right? So when you're listening to audio and music 
currently, now, you're most likely listening to the compressed version, which basically makes the file size a lot smaller, which allows for no buffer time and the ability to stream it on demand. But now, with this new lossless audio that Spotify is going to be offering, you'll have the same file size, so none of the buffer time, with all of the uncompressed audio quality. So you're not going to be sacrificing any of the detail in the song. You're going to hear everything. Uh, some services already have this feature like Amazon and Tidal. However, this is new for Spotify. Apple does not have this feature yet, and they haven't said anything about it. But when Spotify does something big like this, Apple usually isn't too far behind. So we're going to keep our ear to the ground for Apple's follow-up because I predict it's coming probably pretty soon. Third, this is a quick one. Bobby Schmurda is out of jail what does this mean? I dug way too deep in the internet to find an answer for this, but basically, keep an eye out for some new Bobby Shmurda music, because I think it's coming. And if you're a Bobby Shmurda fan, you should be excited. A lot of rappers showing support for him. A lot of people in the industry, a lot of people in hip-hop culture showing support for Bobby. Glad that he's out. Can't wait to see what he comes with. You know? he's got He's, he's kind of got the pressure building up. People are expecting music, so... I think it's going to be good. I'm excited to hear what he has to come with. That loosely, very indirectly, almost not at all, ties into our topic of the week this week, which is rap beef. Listen, I love a good beef. Let's start there. I love when two MCs get in their zone, they get dialed in, they're fired up, and they just go at it lyrically. Bars. I'm talking one beat and bars. That's what I'm talking about. That is one of my favorite parts of rap. I love how competitive hip-hop is. You know, everybody just wants to be the best, either the best clothes, the best style, best list, best that, best lyrics, song. They just want to be the best. You don't hear that as prominently in other genres of music. You know what I mean? Hip-hop's a lot of bragging and boasting. So that's why... The spirit of rap beef, I love it because it's supposed to be competitive. You know, it's supposed to be in in some ways it's, you know, very serious. It's also supposed to be fun. You know, a lot of times beef is just it can be friendly. You know, uh, this one was not friendly. I'll preface by saying this. This one between Gucci Mane and Jeezy was not friendly. Um, but this is going to be a topic, rap beef in general, that I cover in future episodes as well because and I've said this on the intro of both of the first episodes that I've done there just isn't enough time to talk through all these topics at once so you're noticing that I'm kind of going to deep dive into one part of the topic that I find to be really interesting and so today in terms of rat beef I'm going to be diving into Jeezy versus Gucci Mane um, I want to talk about why this beef was so important, why I believe it to be one of the most famous and influential, and then at the end I want to talk about what I think it really did for the culture and how I think it changed the course of hip-hop and rap beefs um, almost maybe forever even. So that's a bit of a hot take, and I'm excited to see how you guys react to this one uh, because I think this one can be kind of controversial. So like I said, Many beefs over the years, you know, we've had Pac and Biggie, which was one of the biggest ones, Eminem, and honestly, like, countless people. I think there's probably too many to name, but most recently, Eminem and MGK. We've had Drake and Meek. We've had Drake and Pusha T. We've had Meek Mill and Takashi 6 9 So we could honestly talk about all these, but I really want to focus on Gucci and Jeezy because of, A, what it meant to the culture of hip-hop,
shop and B, how I believe it really changed things. So first, I want to tell you a little bit about how the beef started, add some context, and then I'll get into the events that took place to kind of get us to where we are today. Um, most recently, what I'm talking about is the versus battle that happened um, back in Atlanta at a club uh, that both of these rappers kind of came up in together, and we'll talk about what that meant for the culture, and then ultimately what this whole beef did um, in terms of changing kind of the future of rap beef, in my opinion. So I'm excited about this one. Let's get into it. You know, this beef goes back 16 years almost, and it involves everything from failed collaborations on songs, diss tracks, slick comments in interviews, and one-liners on songs, you know, scuffles and fights in the streets of Atlanta, gunfights, there was a robbery, and even the death of Pookie Loke, and it all spans over many, many years. So this is an interesting one. You know, uh, both of these MCs came up in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Gucci started on Atlanta's east side, and Jeezy was from Hawkinsville, Georgia. That's about two hours away from Atlanta, so still pretty close, but kind of had their own space, right? Um, both were up-and-comers at the time. This is back in you know the early 2000s, 2003, 2004, um, pushing 2005, and uh, Gucci was working on music, you know, pushing it in the streets however he could. This was kind of before Soldier Boy, like we talked about last week, pioneered the internet for hip hop. So they were really, you know, doing it the old fashioned way, just handing out mixtapes to as many people as would grab it pretty much. And then in the meantime, Jeezy, who at the time he called himself Young Jeezy, he already had two mixtapes out. He had uh, The Streets is Watching and Trapper Die. And both of these were produced by DJ Drama. And that's another name we're going to hear throughout the story. DJ Drama, another up and comer at the time who today is actually one of the biggest DJs in hip-hop, um, but he has influence here as well. So basically, it was a matter of time before these two would collaborate on a song together. And in 2005, it happened. We got it. Jeezy and Gucci joined forces on two tracks, not just one. Uh, the two tracks were called Black Tees and So Icy. So both songs were produced by Zaytoven, right? Another up-and-comer at the time, but ended up becoming a big producer in hip-hop later on. Um, so So Icy was the song that caught fire almost instantly, and Gucci grabbed it and ran, right? He pushed it as the lead single for his debut album, Trap House. So that's important. At the same time, right, when Jeezy and Gucci Mane recorded Icy, Jeezy was under the impression that it would land on his debut album, Let's Get It, Thug Motivation 101. So instead, Gucci was running with it with his, right? So now we're starting to see the disconnect, the miscommunication, and where things are starting to kind of go haywire, right? So later, Jeezy would actually claim that he was never even paid for his appearance on the song, right? And Icy went on to peak at number 46 on the Billboard R&B and Hip Hop chart. And so the impact that the song had on the South was also one of the reasons that made this song kind of a big deal. And Jeezy's over here saying he never got paid for it. He wants to run with it for his album and Gucci already took it for his. So that is what sparked everything that we're about to hear next right? So this is kind of how the beef started. And now I want to get into, and I'm not going to be able to talk about everything that happened over the last 15 years between these guys, but I want to hit the highlights, the big events that take us to where we are now, which most recently was November 2020, when both Gucci and Jeezy got on the same stage at a club in Atlanta and did the live versus battle uh, to kind of hash things out and bring everything full circle. So Jeezy dropped the first diss track of this beef, 
in May 2005. And this was a retaliation track to Gucci taking the song So Icy and basically trying to claim it as his own and then supposedly not paying Jeezy for the appearance on the song at all, right? The big call out about Jeezy's diss track, Stay Strapped, is that he put a $10,000 bounty on Gucci's head and basically said, anyone who's interested in it, go for it, right? So Gucci cannot stand for this at all. He says, all right, fuck it. I'm dropping a diss track, appropriately titled Round One, right? And he's taking serious shots at Jeezy here. He's really picking him apart. Everything from his music to his relationship with Big Meech, which was one of Jeezy's good friends at the time, to Jeezy's label and, and all of this, right? So here are some of the lyrics that I pulled out of the song, kind of the, the, the important ones, right? Um, it goes... Did investigations, now I know your background, heard you from Hawkinsville, 30 miles from Mactown, think you got a buzz because you're known at Strokers, got three deals, but he's still local. So, you know, Gucci's basically saying, hey, you got a buzz, you got three record deals, but you still couldn't get it off, you know? And then he goes on to say, put a dress on, you meet his bitch, you a thug imposter, you deserve an Oscar, album ain't hot. Def Jam finna drop ya. And I was kind of flowing just then, so shout out to myself. But anyway, so he's basically saying, look, man, you're nothing, you know? And this bounty you put on my head is nothing. So don't forget, at the time that all this was happening, two diss tracks now, one from each artist, the song So Icy, which ignited all this, is still blowing up, right? And then after these two diss tracks that we heard, things calmed down for a little while. We thought, okay, maybe these guys are friends again. Maybe they're mending it. You know, maybe it's just going to kind of fade into oblivion. 1,000% could not be farther from the truth. One summer night in 2005, a group of guys broke into the home where Gucci was staying for the night, armed with pistols, brass knuckles, duct tape, all this equipment. They had some serious plans for Gucci that night, and they started shooting at him. They started attacking him. So Gucci shot back, and he actually killed one of the guys, right? And when the smoke cleared and when everything kind of settled, authorities identified uh, the body as Pookie Loke, which was one of Jeezy's peers under CTE, Jeezy's company at the time, which stood for uh, Corporate Thugs Entertainment, right? And so now we have kind of this interesting problem that's happened, right? We have the death of Pookie Loke, Gucci shot him, um, and we have this break-in where people were trying to basically kill Gucci, right? And Jeezy has always, always, always denied any involvement in the home invasion. Um, Gucci is found guilty of the murder of Pookie Loke, but then he's acquitted about seven months later in January of 2006 because of self-defense. Um, and so the, the, inter the reason why this is an interesting kind of problem is because, uh, Jeezy claimed no responsibility, but he did put that $10,000 bounty on Gucci's head in that first diss track, Stay Strapped, right? And then we see, okay, so Pookie Loke is also dead. So is it somebody heard the song and decided to go try to earn that money or did Gucci hire these guys because we found one of Gucci's friends dead after the attack we really don't know what the truth is here um, and so that's kind of the big big event that took place that ignited kind of the uh, the next 14 years of back and forth right and that back and forth starts in June 2006 so later that year after Gucci was acquitted of the murder of Pookie Loke um, he dropped Gucci dropped a diss track 745 right 
And then in 2009, Jeezy dropped another diss track. And then he actually gets into a fight with DJ Drama a little earlier that year. Remember, DJ Drama is important because he was coming up in Atlanta with both of these guys before this beef even started. And he actually sided with Gucci for a very short time. And Jeezy got mad at that. So he put out another diss track in 2009. And then, like I said, more back and forth, teasing collaborations that won't happen, pettiness, all this, social media, one-offs here and there, whatever, right? In 2012, Gucci dropped The Truth, a scathing diss track meant to absolutely destroy Jeezy from the inside out. He brings up the fact that he still has all his chains, so he's alluding to the failed robbery by Jeezy and, he, and his associates, Pookie Loke and those other guys, right? Um, and this song caused a lot of controversy when Gucci performed it during the versus battle, but we'll get into that just a little bit later. Um, in the same song, he also blames Jeezy for the death of his own friend, Pookie Loke, saying, I know it's hard for you to sleep knowing you killed your homeboy. Right. He, again, he's referencing that failed break-in attempt where Pookie Loke died because Gucci shot him. So since then, it's pretty much been petty back and forth, you know, since that track in 2012 that Gucci put out. Um, sometimes meeting in the middle, you know, teasing the idea of a, pl a potential collaboration. It never happened, um, and it was never too long after they teased these ideas that it was right back to normal, you know, a uh, lot of hatred, lot of you know a lot of back and forth one-offs calling each other out in interviews you know really talking bad on one another um and that was pretty much the cycle for about 15 years and that brings us to kind of the most recent development in this story of gucci and jeezy which was the versus battle that happened in atlanta on the same stage right, um, in November of 2020, and just as a side note, these versus battles have been awesome, in my opinion, I, I'm, I'm definitely thinking about doing an episode just about the versus battles, um, and, uh, you know, all the impact that they've had, because I think they've just been awesome, not only to watch, but just to, you know, be a part of his hip-hop history, um, so I want to talk a little bit about the battle that took place, because I think the details are important, and it, it brings me into uh, kind of the last part of this episode, but, you know, it was obvious from the very start of the battle that Gucci had a bone to pick right away, you know, he came in looking a lot meaner, you know, talking a bigger game, he started strong, his whole attitude was just fuck you, the entire battle, um, for G, you know, towards Jeezy, and uh, both of these guys did fan favorites, they did street favorites from their catalog spanning over 20 years, and there was about 20 rounds, each round was one song per artist, so we heard almost 40 songs, and some of the big songs for Gucci were, uh, were both featuring Drake, uh, but Drake wasn't at the battle, obviously, uh, Way Up in the, Wake Up in the Sky, Round 1, uh, heavy, that's my hood, and a bunch of others, right? Some of Jeezy's big songs were "Seen It All" featuring Jay Z, one of my personal favorites. Put on "Trap or Die," "Let's Get It," "Sky's the Limit" from Thug Motivation 101, which is the album that Jeezy claimed So Icy was supposed to be on, which is why that song's important. Um, and then towards the end, Gucci performed "The Truth." This was that song where he basically blamed Jeezy for the death of his own friend, right? Um, and this was when Jeezy stood up and basically said, hey, you know, what are we doing this for? You know, it's been 15 years. Like, why are we still battling, you know? And he basically said, I'm quoting from the actual, um, from the actual versus battle, we can end this right here. 
or we can come together and do this shit one more time. And so they actually performed So Icy together, the song that started all of this seemingly ended it too. So that is kind of the full story of the beef. Like I said, I hit the highlights um, between Gucci Mane and Jeezy. And again, the reason why it was so famous, not only because of just it being such a long beef spanning over 15 years, and technically it's still not quote-unquote resolved, but I think one of the main reasons why this beef is so important is because the impact that the songs had that were involved in this beef were huge i mean take for example so icy the song that started all this huge song for trap that would influence a lot of trap that comes out of the hip-hop genre in years to come and then also that song was just huge for atlanta hip-hop and hip-hop in the south in general so another big thing and it was the you know the first song that these two guys really did together Um, and these are both huge heavyweights in hip-hop i think the song the truth has huge impact. It's one of the most famous diss tracks of all time. I think it influenced many diss tracks to come. I think if you listen to uh, Drake's Back to Back, you can hear subtle hints of the truth in that, you know? And definitely other ones, there's, you know, conclusions to draw that the truth has had impact in many areas of hip-hop. So there's that. And, you know, I think also just like the fact that, yes, this beef did last over 15 years. And technically it's still not, quote unquote, completely resolved. But I think as much as it's ever going to be, these guys are, you know, pretty much over it. I mean, it's it's kind of like, in my opinion, it's kind of like a semi-amicable breakup, like just for the sake of everyone around them and their mutual friends, they're like, well, let's just be friendly. And they can probably like go to a party and be in the same room and just not talk and they'll be okay. But, you know, if you push it too far or, you know, try to go too far beyond that, then you you, you might run into some trouble. But, you know, the third reason why I think this beef is so important is because in the end, the versus battle really brought it full circle. We don't see almost ever beefs getting quote-unquote resolved like this and I keep putting resolved in quotes because technically it's not officially resolved or whatever you want to call it but they were on the same stage they were in Atlanta together they did this for the culture right that's why I think this is so important for hip-hop because these two got together they realized how important this was for so many people you know not only their fans but just like the history of the culture and the genre of music, and they got together and they said, all right, we're going to perform the song that tore us apart. We're going to come together and do it for everybody. So those are the reasons why I think this beef really changed hip-hop. And the one phrase that I think describes this beef more than any phrase that I could think of while I was writing and preparing for this episode was, this was really for the culture. You know, I think we hear that term a lot for the culture and it can kind of be a bit of a buzz phrase for some of us, you know, like what does that really mean or whatever. I think if you want a definition of that term, take a look at the high of the highlights, the timeline, what happened, the outcome, the story of this beef and then what happened in the versus battle at the end and you'll get your definition of the phrase. Um, and what it really means. So that is Jeezy versus Gucci Mane, the impact, the importance, the relevance, and uh, the history behind one of the most famous rap beefs ever. Now, real quick, my cipher of the week. Listen, song 
It's gotta be so icy from Jeezy and Gucci back in 2005. Go listen to it if you hadn't heard it, or if you've already heard it, go listen to it again because it's important to the culture, right? My artist of the week is NF. He's one of my favorites. He's from Michigan. He dropped Clouds, which is the single on his latest mixtape, which is coming out on March 26th. NF has really blown up in the last couple years, and if you know anything about me, you know I'm almost as big of an NF fan as I am an Eminem fan, so this is big. And my album of the week is Jack Harlow's Sweet Action. This is the mixtape that set the stage for his debut album, That's What They All Say. I've been listening to it a lot lately. I really love how the songs are quick, they're short, you know, fast bites, and they all sound good, they're catchy, you can really vibe with it. It's a really fun album. Go listen to it. All right, guys, there you go. Episode three. Let me know your thoughts about Jeezy versus Gucci Mane, the versus battle. Did Jeezy hire those guys to go kill Gucci, or were they inspired by the $10,000 bounty that he put on Gucci's head and stay strapped? I don't know. You tell me what you think. Comment on the Instagram, at Cypher Podcast. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.